Have I said no? You've told me no a lot, but it's not memorable because we're both in our integrity here. Yeah. When you tell me no, I receive that really well and I can't tell you what you feel, but what I feel from you is you're not worried that you've hurt my feelings by saying no. You feel no and you say no and I accept it. Yeah, drama goes away. <laughs> it's unmemorable. Welcome to The Boundless Heart, the podcast where you learn to speak your truth with effect, set firm boundaries, and create amazing equal partnerships. I'm your host, Elsie, and I am officially nomading. I am outside in Northern California right now, outside of Redding. I'm really cold, <laughs> but it's been amazing. If you are watching this on YouTube, you will see where I am staying off grid with solar panels. It's pretty cool. Now, I don't know about you, but it took me a long time to figure out that I could even give myself a moment to check in and see if a response to someone's request was a yes or a no for me. Like a long time. I'm nearly 40 <laughs> and it's been recent. However, I have figured that out and my last four months on Oahu, I had an amazing roommate who has gone through similar lessons to me and now teaches sensuality, sexuality, and spirituality, and how to connect in with our inner divine. And part of that is to really understand our yes and our no. Jared Nimala and I sat down, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's the Boundless Heart podcast with Laura Christine. You will see us in our home in person. It was my first live in-person interview. After listening to this episode or watching it, you will understand how to know whether your response is a no, whether it's a yes, and also what to do if it's a meh, kind of maybe. I started out by asking him, why is it so hard in the first place to know if it's a yes or a no? So I think we have a lot of conditioning and training into trusting just one center of wisdom in our being. And what I mean by that is we have four centers of wisdom. We have our mind, we have our heart, we have our gut and we have our sex. For most of us, and I will speak just for myself here, my upbringing, my conditioning through society is that my brain, my mind, is the only center of wisdom that matters. The heart, the gut, and the sex, we might acknowledge them as centers of wisdom or centers of power, but they're not to be trusted. That can be really difficult to understand a whole body yes or a whole body no if we're only checking in with one center. Our brain has what we recognize as intelligence. It has logic. It has A plus B equals C or this, then that equals this. I do something, I get a result. Our heart doesn't work that way. Our gut doesn't work that way. Our sex doesn't work that way. So especially in Western scientific teachings and practices, we're very much about the analytic, about the logic. And when we can't explain something like the sex or the gut or the heart does, we discard it. This is a very long-winded way of answering your question, but... But that's true. <laughs> Especially in Western society, we're taught whatever is logical, do that. And whatever you're feeling or whatever your desire is, ignore that. I think the cultural conditioning runs really deep in all of us, not just women. Speaking of the sex center, I'll always tell my ladies, breathe into your pussy. Like, what does your pussy want? 
Yeah. Because we are not taught that it's even okay to desire. Unlike men, I think, in this culture anyways. So <laughs> that would be an interesting conversation to have as well. Like, how do you determine from that center, like, oh, there's desire there, but then what? Do you just follow it willy-nilly, or what do you do? When we start to recognize these centers of wisdom in our body, we start to be able to check in with them individually. That's very useful to be able to check in with your sex, with your gut, with your heart, with your mind. And sometimes we let one center override the others. So in particular, speaking from my own experience here, the sex can be a very powerful and a very loud center of wisdom. And the sex can be like, hell yeah, dude, we want this. Like, we got to get this. And in the back, this little quiet voice, the gut is like, eh, are we sure? Like, <laughs> I think I've seen this before and I know how it's going to turn out. And then the heart is like, yeah, but you're lonely and this person is giving you attention and they, they want to fuck you and they're going to hold you tight and they're going to make you feel nice. And the mind is like, I don't know, man, we don't got time for this shit. Like the gut's kind of saying something. So point being, there's conflict between all of the centers in this scenario. And we don't always need to listen to the loudest voice. We need to check in with all of the centers with all four wisdom centers to see what our whole body is telling us, not just the one center. So it can be really easy to follow the loudest voice and ignore the rest. And that's okay. If you do that, I mean, I've done that. I do it all the time. I follow the loudest voice. Usually it leads me into something I, well, an excellent opportunity for lessons, but um, I just make better decisions when I check in with all four centers. What I always say is the mind thinks the heart feels and the body knows. So mm. when we're talking about tuning into these or checking in with these different centers of wisdom, that to me is what the body knows. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to have different, different areas giving you different information. So getting comfortable with knowing, I guess the practice is really tuning in and knowing what each is saying and then doing the thing and getting the experience of, oh, okay, when I listen to this voice, when it's this loud and these other voices are softer, yeah. this happens. Do you want to do a little exercise here yeah. to kind of embody this, yeah. to somatically feel it? Okay, so you, Elsie, are sitting up, so that's okay. And for anyone listening, you can do the sitting up or you can lay down, just get comfortable however you want to get comfortable. So we're going to start by taking a deep breath. Close your eyes. And think of a time when you were having your time wasted. When someone asked you to do something and you instantly knew that it was not something you wanted to be doing. You could feel like this was an experience that was a waste of your talents. It could be a waste of your resources. It could be you just weren't interested. And as we think of this, start listening to what your body has to tell you. Feel your heart. Is it beating faster or slower? Maybe it's fluttering a little bit. Check in with your breath. Is it feeling shallow? Is it feeling deep and heavy? How about your gut? What is your gut telling you? 
Is there energy circulating there? Is it feeling stuck there? Are you feeling like you need to close up and protect your energy? Or is your energy radiating up and out? Check in with your sex. How does it feel? Does it feel like you're ready to be penetrated by the world, by the energy, by what is being proposed to you? Or does it feel like you want nothing to happen there? And let's check in with our whole body. Do we feel heat? Do we feel energy radiating throughout our limbs? Or do we feel that energy constricting and hiding itself away? If you're having a hard time thinking of a scenario that is putting you into this feeling, just imagine what it would be like if we were feeling this. So I want you to sit with this for just another few seconds, really checking in with all of your centers again. And we're gonna take a snapshot with our brain, with our mind, and we're gonna store this away in a file that we're gonna call the whole body know. So do that now, and we'll shake it off. Do you want me to tell you what my experience was? I can give the example of what I did. Yeah, that'd be great. So most people know I got divorced this year and I was sitting at my place, my new place, and got a text from my ex saying, can you drive me to town? I'm looking at a car. And for whatever reason, I was just like, yeah, I'll do it. But what happened in that moment when I got the text, and I, I didn't have as good of boundaries as I do now then, I got that text and I could just feel this constriction coming over my whole body. I really liked how you said tune into your heart and is it beating faster or slower? Because I don't pay attention to that so much, mm. but the constriction. So actually tuning into the physical reaction in the body is really cool. Yeah but I could feel this energetic constriction around my heart, my gut. I mean, sex, there was literally nothing there <laughs> at all whatsoever. And then my mind was like, uh, well, I mean, just do it because you want him to get a car so he stops bothering you, right? Yeah. I mean, of course, the result was we're driving down there. We were, I think, in process. All the papers were signed. Everything was going through for the divorce. And in the middle of it, he just started to ask, like, what happened? Why? I don't understand what happened. And we'd had this conversation before. It just wasn't ever heard. And I kind of sensed that this wasn't a good idea to yeah. do this. Yeah, it wasn't, like, bad. Nothing bad happened, which is, I think, True. kind of a good thing to share. Like, nothing bad happens when you don't listen. You, again, just get to learn some lessons. Yeah. Do you want to talk about... A whole body yes or do you have an example that you want to share for the no or? for the whole body no yeah yeah so this actually also happened very recently i was selling a car on facebook and i got a message from someone who seemed really interested and they were going to pay me full price and i was like well do you want to look at the car and they're like well we live on molokai so i'm going to need you to ship the car to me and as soon as they said that i was like I, I could just feel it. I felt no. I didn't even have to really think about it. Mm -hmm. I instantly knew that I was a no to this. I didn't, I didn't have to construct reasons why I was a no to this. But when I checked back in with my centers, my heart was the first thing that told me no, because my heart rate instantly picked up. And in my gut, I started to feel this like tingling and this tension in my gut. 
And so without my brain or my sex involved in this at all, my heart and my gut instantly knew that it was a no. And so all I had to do was tap into that, just recognize those feelings. And I came up with the whole body no. And this, in this case, it turned out really good because as soon as I told the guy no, he went berserk and was, well, your car must be such a piece of shit. Like, why won't you sell it to me? There must be something wrong with it. And I was like, see, I knew. Like, yeah. I just had to listen to my body. Yeah. And I got out of the situation that, you know, probably wouldn't have been dangerous or necessarily bad, but a simple no ended that. That's a really good point. Simply saying no tells you a lot about another person, yeah. first of all. So I'm thinking specifically in relationship right now where we tend to say yes, even just right away. We don't give ourselves a chance to even think about it. Yeah. We're trained or conditioned to just say yes because we either think we have to or we can or it makes us a good person or it makes us lovable or whatever it is. We say yes without even tuning in but saying no, by saying no, you're giving the other person an opportunity to respond to your truth, mm -hmm. <laughs> which we don't tend to do that often because we're not in our truth. We're not in our integrity with our truth. Yeah. If you say no and somebody responds with that kind of berserkness or doesn't accept it or allow it, it really tells you a lot about that person. Yeah. And it really tells you a lot about you, whether or not you're willing to keep that dynamic up right? Yeah. or to work through it. Yeah. So next time you're asked to do something by anyone, be it your spouse or partner or whatever, check in with those centers and see what they say and then experiment with it and let that other person have their experience of your truth. Yeah. There's an exercise that I've done a few times in, in a class that I was facilitating recently. We actually spend about an hour doing this where you get someone in front of you and you ask them for something you actually want and they have to tell you no and you have to receive you have to feel that no but it's an exercise for both people it's also it's really hard to be the person on the other side even within the boundaries of this exercise to tell someone no someone who's looking you in the eye for something they actually want for you to say no and so I would encourage anyone who has a partner who has a friend who's interested in exploring this to try that mm -hmm. sit in front of each other and tell each other no ask for something that you want and have the other person tell you no another thing about no my awesome mom told me because i had a lot of trouble saying no that a lot of people feel that a no is an opening for debate it does seem like for me it's taken some time and it's taken some conscious effort to train myself out of that. Mm -hmm. I was always told by society that being told no is not acceptable, that I need to go after what I want and after what I think I need. And if someone tells me no, I can't accept that. Yeah, it's like a challenge. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to figure out how to get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And one thing that I've recognized now with receiving a no is it's actually really freeing for me. When I ask for something and I am told no, that gives me the freedom to go ask for that somewhere else. Yeah, that's beautiful. We get so attached that we want something from this place or this person or this circumstance 
and it's like everything is available yeah. in other places too. Right. So especially speaking in relationships, and I know I just talked to Juniper Wong about this on our last uh, episode with attachment theory. A lot of the times people who developed a dismissive or an anxious attachment style in childhood, they don't really understand or they, they only see one source of love. So then they put it into that other person and then it gets really overwhelming for everyone involved yeah. <laughs> because love can come from anywhere and it does come from anywhere when you can accept that. And that's the same thing with whatever it is that you're wanting. Like, I want you to cook me dinner. No. Okay. I'm going to call my friend and see if she will, you know, <laughs> like whatever it is. Yeah. And that, and that goes both ways as the person saying, no, keep in mind, you are giving that person permission to go seek it elsewhere. And so you are freeing them from their perceived tie to whatever this request is. You are. I don't know if I would mention that to them at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it might not go over so well, but you are. And again, you're learning more about them and yourself as well. Yeah. And I remember talking to my mom too about when other people say no to me, how do, how do I feel? And I'm like, well, I'm a people pleaser, man. I just want them to have what they want. So if they don't want it, fine. Like I'm fine with it. Yeah. That's how most people are. Like most people are fine with a no, maybe not initially, but they are. Yeah. And then everyone gets to grow. We just don't <laughs> tell them that. <laughs> so when you're in your integrity though, people stop arguing with you so much, don't they? Right. Something I heard recently regarding integrity and requests. If you want something, the only thing of integrity to do is to ask for it. And when you're on the receiving end of that request, the only thing of integrity to do is to give your true answer to it. Nobody wants to interact with someone who doesn't actually want to be doing the thing that they're doing. Yeah. If I ask you something, if I ask you, Elsie, will you drive me to the airport today? And you're really feeling no, but you tell me yes, I'm going to sense that. And it's going to make it an awkward ride to the airport and it's not going to be pleasant. There's not going to be pleasure in it for us. Right. Just FYI, I've never done that. <laughs> True. You give me a lot of rides to the airport. I know. <laughs> but it's fun for me. So, yeah. Yeah. And I also, have I said no? You've told me no a lot. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So. See, but it's not memorable because we're, I think we're both in... Yeah. Our integrity here. Yeah. When you tell me no, I receive that really well. And you don't feel it. it. I can't tell you what you feel, but what I feel from you is you're not worried that you've hurt my feelings by saying no. You feel no and you say no and I accept it. Yeah. So, so that's cool too. Drama goes away. <laughs> it's mm. unmemorable. Yeah. You're just living life and flowing and you're saying no and it's whatever. I think this is a really good time to talk about yes. What do you yes. think? Yes, I'm, I'm feeling this. Yeah. this whole, I'm a whole body yes to this. Woo! Let's talk about that. Okay, so we're going to do an exercise similar to what we did with the whole body no. Got it. And so this is a somatic exercise again. So let's start by checking in with our breath and taking a deep breath and letting it all the way out, closing our eyes as we do that. And with our eyes closed, let's imagine a time when we knew instantly that we wanted to say yes and that we felt yes. An example for me recently was I flew 
to the East Coast where my daughters were and I hadn't seen them in a few months. And when they saw me, they came running to me and they all wanted to hug me at the same time. And there was not a single cell in my body that felt no. I was a whole body yes to this. And so let's put that picture in our mind right now. What did it smell like there? What did it feel like? How was the wind? How did your body feel? We're checking in with all the same centers that we talked about before. Let's check in with our heart. Is our heartbeat slowing down? Is it speeding up? Is our body temperature rising or falling or pulsating? Is our breath relaxing or is it speeding up? Do we feel energy in any particular place in our body or in any particular way? Is it radiating out? Is it constricting? Is it flowing into your limbs? Let's check in with the gut. Do we feel tension? Do we feel relaxation? Do we feel a rock there? Or do we feel a balloon there? So sit with this feeling for a minute or for a few seconds. We're gonna take a snapshot with our brain. We're gonna file this away in the whole body, yes. And we can shake this off. Elsie. Jared, so much of my life is a full body yes right now that mm. it was hard for me to just pick one, but I chose Maui. I wanna hear about it. How did it feel? Being on Maui. How did your whole body yes feel? How did my whole body yes feel? Like when I was offered to go to Maui and stay at a condo by myself. By the way, shout out to Carly. She's in the premium pleasure coaching membership and she's freaking awesome and I was staying in her condo. It felt like, gosh, for me, again, it's really instant because I've been working with this for a while, but there was no question. Energetically, I felt very expanded mm. and free and light. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wish I had tuned in at that moment of like, well, my head was like, well, that makes perfect sense. I can fly over there for like, I can, I can take a trip to Maui for 90 bucks. Okay, I'll do that. And have a car and a place to stay. How awesome does that feel? And feeling so loved. So again, love comes from so many places. It comes from everywhere if you let it. Yeah. And allowing that to fill my heart, my gut, there was nothing in my gut saying no. I mean, it felt flowing. Right. And my sex, hell yeah, pussy wants Maui. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was good. It was a it was a yes for sure. Yeah. And then the result was being over there. Well, I wrote the best song I've ever written. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for that, Jared. Yeah. We had a conversation <laughs> only in text and boom, song. It was great. I, in this exercise, you know, thinking about my whole body, yes, there's some things that feel like they're in conflict a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what, what my mind is telling me my body should be feeling, my body feels a little bit different than what my mind th says it should. So mm -hmm. in this instance, my heart is actually beating faster. Thinking of the excitement of seeing my daughters and giving them hugs, my heart sped up. But that, when I check in with it, was that nervousness? Was that a no? Or was that excitement? And that's what I felt in my heart was excitement. And in my gut, 
I know what a no feels like in my gut. My, my gut feels heavy. It feels like there's a rock sitting there. In this scenario, it felt light. It felt like, not like gas in my gut, but because <laughs> I said a balloon and I can see how that might seem like, you know, I feel gassy. It feels like my stomach is light. My gut is, mm. has energy flowing through it rather than stuck there and circulating and, you know, feeling dark. It feels light energetically and, you know, light as in the light that comes from the sun. A really beautiful feeling in my gut. The last thing I want to talk about is my heart, or sorry, not my heart, but my breath is, in this case, different than what my heart is doing. So my heart was beating faster, but my breath was slowing down. So it's just really mm-hmm. interesting to notice the differences in this and how for something that I was such a yes to that I was excited about it, I have these, what seems like conflict between these centers, but really, mm-hmm. as I get to know myself better, I recognize that's a yes. Before we talk about kind of maybe, can we go over the sex center? Because I feel like seeing your daughters, <laughs> like if we, if we talk about the sex center as only being sexual, right. then obvious, I mean, I won't speak for you, but most likely that would be a, yeah, no, no sex Mm. (laughs) because it's my daughter's like, right? So how do you explain it as far as just in the world, every decision that you're making? Yeah. How does sex respond? And is it actually about sex? Mm. The answer to that last question is no. It's the sex organ, the sex center is not just about sex. The way I see the sex knowledge center is creative energy. Sexual energy and creative energy are the same thing. Mm -hmm. Especially, I mean, we can go back to the very basics of what sex is. In a form, it is creation. We create life this way, we create pleasure, and we create connection through sex. And in other ways of our life that aren't necessarily sexual, you know, riding my bike, or maybe I have a job I really like, going to work, can be a creative force that I have in my life that is not sexual. Mm-hmm. And the feelings that I get in my sex for a whole body yes and a whole body no are very different. The whole body yes feels like a relaxation of my root. The perineum relaxes. When I'm a no, it feels like I got kicked in my perineum. It feels like that is, it's tight, it's constricted, it's not creative, it's not wanting to share that energy it's uncomfortable so if i were in a sexual situation like that being in the male body i have there are certain responses that my body would have in a sexual situation if i was turned on and if i was relaxed in that area my lingam would become erect and i would have the opportunity to penetrate if that's what i was looking for or if you know that's what was agreed upon between me and the other person Mm -hmm. but when i'm a no I literally can't get aroused and it feels like a little bit painful there. So does that answer your question? It does. Yeah. I mean, you brought it into, into sex, but I think that's important. And it reminded me to remind the women listening that we're kind of trained out of even having an awareness of that area. We we're, we're taught it's dirty and I mean, it's so judged, like no matter what you do there, it's wrong. Mm. So Listen to episode 11 with Coco Berlin, really, Pussy Yoga, so you can get a sense of how it is to actually tune into that aspect of your body, where, yeah, it is muscles too, there's bones there, there's like, <laughs> like the pelvic floor is an actual thing, 
and it's really, really important to integrate into our lives. When we don't have access to it, then our creativity, totally. And I will say something about Maui, like that center was freaking open. And I don't know if it's cause of Maui itself or what was going on, but I was just like so creative and in such flow and it was very relaxed and it was awesome to be in that space of, wow, I just feel really, really sexual right now. Mm. And what else? Like, <laughs> what do I do with this? Okay, well, different things. Write songs, self-pleasure, like do whatever with it you yeah. want. Could have found a guy, but I just didn't. It was, a, it was a no, right? So kind of maybe, let's talk about kind of maybe no. Yeah, so I, I mentioned at the beginning of this how sometimes there's conflict between our centers and sometimes we have one center that's yelling yes and the other centers are like, eh, I don't know, man. Maybe one center is kind of, yeah, that's, I don't know. So this is what I call the kind of maybe no. There was a time in my life, actually pretty recently, where I thought that a kind of maybe no always meant no. And what I've come to recognize is that when we have conflict between our centers, what we're missing is the full picture. That this might point to something, an area that we're feeling curious or an area that we're feeling like we would like to know more. And before we can commit to a yes or a no, we need more information. I want to give an example of this. Can I put in right here that my therapist too says like, you have the right to get more information before you say yes or no. So yeah. that, this is exactly aligned. Yeah. And that's episode six, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So an example recently in my life of a kind of maybe no was a friend called me and said, hey, would you like to get lunch together? And I hadn't talked to this friend in a little bit. And so I was kind of wondering, like, this is, seems to come out of nowhere. I wonder, you know, if there's another motive here. But checking in with my centers, there was some yes. I, it would have been nice to connect with this friend. And so I wasn't sure if I should say yes or if I should say no. And so I asked more questions. I asked, what are your intentions for getting together? And it turned out that what they really wanted to do was sell me something. Mm. that they had this new program that they were doing and they would get some money if they had sold me this thing, which is okay, but I wasn't interested. What I was interested was connecting with my friend and what they were interested in was to sell me something. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I had that additional information that I knew that I was a no to this. Had their intentions been, I want to reconnect with you, you're an old friend of mine and it would be nice to eat lunch together. Well, that would have been great. And yeah. I would have said yes to it. The feeling that I get in my body with a kind of maybe no is it feels like confusion. It feels like I'm on a little rowboat in like at the entrance to a harbor and I can row into the safety of the harbor or I can row out into the open ocean. And it might feel a little bit dangerous in the open ocean, but there's something to gain out there. And it might feel really safe in the harbor, but I might miss something there. So I'm just right there on this cusp of deciding where do I want to go, and I need more information to do it. Another way to describe this is, eh, if you're feeling like... That was perfect. <laughs> Thanks. Exactly. Eh. Yeah. And I would say if, if you're feeling eh, yeah. you're probably more on the side of no. Yeah. But if you're feeling, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Love it. I'm trying to think of any kind of maybes for me. I mean, 
Life is really full of kind of maybes too. That's, that's the other thing. And I will offer this. I have made a, an agreement with myself. I don't always stick to it, but I do pretty well. And that is when I don't know what to do, I don't do mm. anything really. I wait until I know. So it's kind of the same thing. Sometimes that means literally just waiting and letting the knowing come to you. And sometimes it is, it depends. Like if it is with another person or something, then ask questions or observe more or whatever it is. Sometimes though, really, you just don't need to do anything. And we're taught again, do, 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 do. You have to keep moving. You have to be productive. And one of my favorite things that's come to me recently, and it has to do with the runes, is there's a rune called Isa, and it means ice. It's the ice rune. And you would think like, ooh, ice, that's like cold, and it's stopped, and there's nothing going on. But remember that water expands when it freezes. So if we can actually pause, we can actually expand and then mm. receive that information. And when that ice is ready to melt, as it always does, then we're moving forward from an expanded space. Yeah. But if we don't give ourselves the chance to get that information, we're just going to forge ahead into <laughs> who knows what more lessons, which is fine. But it's pretty fun when you don't have to learn all the lessons because yeah. <laughs> you've already learned them. Mm. And that's another thing too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know when you're learning the same lesson or when you have that opportunity to learn the same lesson that you've already learned. Oh man. And if you don't, yeah. That was an experience for me. Actually, geez, last night. Yeah. <laughs> my ex wants my wants want something of mine. But here's here's my kind of maybe, and this is why I was a kind of maybe yes for a while. I think I left my jade egg over there, and I want it back because it's like seventy bucks. Because I I brought it there when I went to visit our cat, and then I didn't have it when I left. Mm. So I'm pretty sure it's in there somewhere, and I want to go in there. And another reason is because it is a person that I have a deep connection with. So I'm leaving the island for I have no idea how long. If I ever come back, I don't know. Yeah, it would be nice to just say goodbye. But then I got more information in the form of desperation, texts coming at me. And I realized, okay, this is a now this is a full body no. Like I don't want to put myself through this. Yeah. Because it all it does is hurt everybody. So now it's a no. And you can also change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Jared, you teach a lot of this. And I know that you and I have talked a little bit about how you like the term equal partnerships, where mm. it's not like, and I feel like relationships can be this tug of war sometimes. <laughs> like trying to get something that I don't have in myself. So I want to get it from you and you're not giving it to me. So I'm going to try to make you give it to me somehow. And that's just, really diminishing for everyone. Yeah. Ultimately, the point of the work I'm doing is to create the world that I want to live in. And one way that we can do that is by creating safety for each other. Within that safety, we can find more intimacy because we can be vulnerable. And then ultimately, that creates more connection. Mm -hmm. And so that's the kind of work that I'm doing. It's awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Boundless Heart. I am so grateful and happy that this podcast continues to be a yes for you. Do share it if you found benefit in it. Maybe your friends could use some help saying no sometimes or knowing when to, yeah, that is a yes. Or like 
giving themselves some patience before they just jump into something. I know you know people like that. I know I do too. If you do want to go deeper with me, I have a couple options for you. I have my VIP community that is open to everyone you get extras from the podcast, different tools, different techniques, and I have my premium pleasure coaching membership as well. That is open only for women. We really dive into our amazing transformation into our power, our pleasure, our grace, our beauty, and self-love. Our lives are transforming so quickly. It's amazing. And we are all lifting each other up. If you do choose to join the VIP membership or the premium pleasure coaching, you'll get some outtakes from this episode, which are pretty fun. Okay, the reason I sound really different right now is because I'm back inside and I didn't want to put my video camera back on and I didn't want to go back outside to record this, but I forgot to mention that I'm also pulling out the meditations to feel the full body yes and full body no for the VIP membership and the pleasure coaching membership. Join us at boundlessheartpod.com premium. If you want to find out more from Jared, please reach out to him on Facebook. You can reach him at Jared Nimala. Just look him up. And I will also link his profile in the show notes for you. In addition, if you just find me on Instagram, Boundless Heart Pod, I will introduce you to Jared and or any of the guests that I've had, or we can start a conversation about anything you want. All right. Until next time, there's a little bird for you. Okay. Until next time, from wherever I'm at, Please give yourself the opportunity to let your body tell you if a response for you is a yes, a no, or a kind of maybe. If it is a kind of maybe, give yourself time. And don't-